Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Mr. Walton, did you make contact with aliens? Were you taken to another planet, to a mothership? How do they communicate with them? Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question... That question be. What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. Because I am more than physical matter, I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. State near the Great Lakes, it's Lighting the Void, and I'm your host, Joe Roof, and we are live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM, for this Wednesday, October the 7th, on into the 8th. Tonight, Salvatore Antithesis is here with us. You remember, back when the fires happened, we didn't get to have him on the show, well, he's here now, Dad Gummit, 
We're going to do a show tonight. We're going to dive into symbolism, the occult, the mind, and what's going on in our society today. It's going to be another one of those deep dives. I want to thank our sponsors at GetTheTea.com, also AncientLifeOil.com, and Metaphorical Archaeology. If you happen to go either which way there, tell them the Fringe FM sent you. Also, the first caller tonight to call into the show is going to win two free tickets to TheFringeFest.com. That's TheFringeFest.com. We're going to be giving away those tickets all month long. All right? So, congratulations to Chance. Congratulations to James Salcedo. And whoever wins the tickets tonight when you call in. Some of the speakers are going to be pretty cool, right? We've got Guy Winston to talk about the ghosts of Castle Rock. Harold Couch might be talking about Black Goo. Uh, Linda Godfrey, probably one of the best in the business when it comes to cryptids, and Karen Dahlman and Clyde Lewis. We're going to have uh, performances. I heard Jordan Maxwell might be coming. I'm pretty sure he's coming. More speakers to be announced. We're going to be giving away T-shirts. It's going to be a fun thing, October the 30th and the 31st. Make sure you download the Fringe FM app from the Play Store or your iTunes App Store and the Alexa Store. I think the Alexa thing, you got to, you got to install the skill. I went to Best Buy here in town and actually looked at that stuff. It's pretty freaky. I, I guess I'm out of touch because I'm from the country. But when you go and you look at all these things, where how they, they can you can run your damn dryer, your refrigerator. Your refrigerator can tell you if you're out of food. I mean, within five years from now, that's what's going to happen, right? Your refrigerator is going to tell you that you need more jelly. And then it's going to order it on Amazon for you. And then one of those Amazon trucks are going to come out and drop it off at your front door. And by the way, there won't be any more cash. It's all going to be digital currency down to the decimal, down to the probably the thousandth. Something pretty discouraging happened today, I have to say, though. And I'm just trying to make people aware of this. And I think our politics have reached an all-time low. And I'm not, I'm not a person to talk about politics at all. But when you see, like, these news articles coming out from, like, medical journals... One of the biggest, like, I think it was the New England Medical Journal or something like that, started attacking Donald Trump, a medical journal. Now, these people are notoriously for, they're supposed to be just all about the research, just about the facts. Like, we have to depend on our doctors and our scientists for just facts and research. That's what they're about. But now even they are into the politics and stuff. So there is literally no system in our government or in our society that we can depend on now. I'm telling you, you might as well get over it. It's over. There's nothing you can depend on. Nobody's word you got to take any, any, I mean, no, you can't trust them. You're going to have to do your own research from here on out. Forget the authorities, folks. It's over with. Anyways, I'm not trying to bring you down. I just thought that was pretty discouraging to watch today. Um, all right, so what, uh, what other announcements do I have? Oh, yeah, so they are working on the shout-outs, too. You can still leave. If, like, if you download the uh, Fringe FM app for your iPhone, you can still leave shout-outs. But they are working out the bug on the Google app. And once that's done, it's on, like, Donkey Kong. Everybody will be able to leave shout-outs via the app, too. Call-in number for tonight is 1-800-588-0335 if you want to call into the show. And I hope you heard our brand new segment from the crew uh, in Texas at Stardate. That's really cool. So every day they give us a new update on the stars. That's going to be on the station, too. That's really rad. we got more stuff coming for you, too. All right, let's, so let's bring on our guest. Salvatore Antithesis is here with us tonight. And he's a basketball coach, a writer, culture, and occult deconstructionist, as well as an occasional podcaster. And reading between the lines and images of the mind, he offers his view to the world through spoken and written word. 
And Sal is currently writing The High Beyond, a metaphysical noir. And you can check him out at twitter.com forward slash Sal Antithesis. Thank you for coming on the broadcast, brother. I'm very happy to be here, Joe. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad the fires didn't take you out totally. You know, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Me too. And and right off the bat, it's funny. Uh, just to start it off with the synchronicity, you're sitting here talking about the refrigerators and ordering food. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying here. I'm lay. I was laying here on my couch before you called. And uh, I just walked my dog, and I came in, and the, the Hulu was on autoplay. And some cartoon I'd never seen before came on. It was an episode about this refrigerator that was ordering food and spying on the family, <laughs> and ended up taking over and attacking them. You got to be kidding me. It was me. just funny. No, I, I'd never even seen it before. And it's just, that's what happened to be on my TV. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's a, that's a, did that really happen? Are you serious? That really yeah, did happen, yeah, did it? Yeah, the show is called Duncanville. The show is called Duncanville. It's, it's actually paused right now. That's kind of oh, spooky. It's still on my TV. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's one of those spooky synchronicities for sure. Oh, oh crap. By the way, I got to mention, too, if you guys want to hop over to the chat room, you can go to the friends.fm forward slash chat room and join our Discord server. So tell me, uh, Sal, what is, this is a kind of a new phrase for me, which I've been learning some new phrases and subject matters all week long. Last night, uh, we had a guy that studied death and bereavement, which is cool. But you're into occult deconstructionalism. What does that mean? Well, essentially, um, whether it's intentional or not, these occult symbols, you know, a, a lot of it is uh, from a Jungian perspective. Um, it, it's, it's immersed in our society. You know, these things are, are in Disney movies going back to, to, you know, the invention of television. It's almost like this uh, the television was pretty much invented for these reasons, for the, the, the purpose of controlling the mind, you know, and uh, there's a lot of this research that, the, you know, the CIA has done that's, that's there's, thousands and thousands of pages of documents of, of reality as a hologram. And, you know, you got to be careful there too, because these days, you know, there's, they, they put the, you can never really kill the truth, right? The truth is always out there. So these days they throw lies and misinformation and disinformation in there with the truth. And it's very hard to discern what the truth is. And, and, and when you find out what the truth is, it's so wild sometimes that it, it, it's easy to believe a lot of things you hear because the truth often is stranger than fiction. So when it it comes to a cult, yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to a cult deconstructionism, it's it's really just me finding these things within everyday pop culture. Um, A lot of it, like when you wake up, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this when you begin waking up because it is a process for me and a lot of people I speak to. um, It's a, Hello? No, you're Correct? there, brother. I'm listening. Go ahead. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, because when you, when you begin waking up, it, it, it's a process for a lot of people. It doesn't just happen. It can be very uncomfortable. And it, it, it's, it's hard to believe these things are happening, you know? Um, so it, it, it's, these things are they're coming at you from every angle. It, we're just bombarded with it. From, from movies to everything we're reading. Um, we have these screens in our pocket that are really what? They're, if you think about it, it's this black mirror. It's this black screen. It's almost like a scrying device, right? Yeah, yep. <clears throat> yeah, the black mirror, yeah. Well, 
so this is what me and you might we might get into because I'm a I'm pretty much like I would say a a practicing magician or hermeticist or occultist, but not in a way where I'm trying to control people or mess with people's minds. I think it's more like uh, in a way that where I understand these laws a little bit better. I wouldn't say I'm a master of them because you don't, I don't ever want to get like that, you know, but, and, and say, and believe that I am, but I've learned to take a little bit more control over some of the things that were out of control in my life because of it. But I do see what you're saying. Like people that are occultists, they definitely get bad connotations. Like, because if I go out in society and someone says, well, what do you believe? What's your spiritual thing? And I say, well, I'm an occultist. They're going to think I'm some kind of a, dark wizard you know who's casting spells and trying to hurt people and invoking demons although that's part of it but I, I don't do that that side of it but if i say well you know i'm a hermetic kabbalist then that's a little bit different you know what i mean yeah absolutely and it's definitely it, it's kind of like anything else it's a tool right is, is it really i don't necessarily think it's 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 the occult is evil because what does a cult really mean when you really get down to it it just kind of it means hidden. That's what the word in Latin. That's what where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's not really good or bad inherently. It's it's really what you're doing with it, and and what's being done to us on a mass level with uh with a lot of these things, with these these, these rituals that we see, you know, at the Super Bowl halftime show and things of that nature. Yeah. That's where it's like it gets questionable. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, I have because for me, I think once you start waking up, you realize reality is malleable. I think it's one of those things that in hindsight, you kind of realize you were always a magician, right? Is that kind of how it works for you too? Yeah, well. I realized I was always practicing magic. I just didn't really know that's what it was called when I was doing it. You realize, yeah, exactly. You realize that everybody's practicing magic, but there are a few practicing magicians. So I like to get like really sarcastic about it. Sometimes like even in the chat room, like you know how they have the very high levels in Discord or whatever? I put the dark tower up there. Because you know what I mean? Like, the conspiracy people, they always, they want to think that there's some guy in a dark tower with runes all over him controlling the world. And it's really, that's not what a, I would say an evil occultist would be doing. It's, they, they just do it through the basic symbolism. Like you're talking about Super Bowl stuff, right? Well, yeah, I, I think, um, okay, let me take a, a good example of how I think it works personally. Like this is totally my theory, okay? Remember a couple weeks ago, uh, the wrestler Kamala Harris died. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He, he remember, you know what I'm talking about? He was like, a, I think he was a, like a Samoan guy. He had, he had yeah. The skull face paint. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then what? The next day, the next day, they announced Kamala Harris as VP, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, so wait, wait. I, what did you just me, say? Sorry, I missed that last part. Uh, yeah. So the next day, they announced Kamala Harris for vice president. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, so right, it's the same name. What do so you to me? What do you think is happening? You take all this. You take all this because everyone because Kamala Harris, the wrestler, was all over my social media. Like this guy was so obscure. Like I hadn't thought about this guy in twenty years. I grew up watching wrestling. I remember him, but there, everybody, every blue check had something to say about this guy, right? And the next day, you know, it was all the sympathy, whatever. Okay, the next day, Kamala Harris VP, or maybe it was the day before, whatever. These things were very closely tied together. So to me. The way that they take this energy, this sympathetic energy, through ritual, and they channel it into the freaking campaign, right? Mm. That's, that's my theory. 
That's why they do these things. There was something else. I, I, I'll, I'll think of it, I think, as we go along. There was another thing very similar that happened within a couple of days of that as well. That was very similar in nature. So uh, real quick, in case people don't know, so you're talking about the wrestler, uh, not, well, you're talking about both the wrestler and the politician, but Kamala, better known as uh, James Arthur Harris, Kamala Harris, better known by the ring name Kamala, was an American professional wrestler, nicknamed the Ugandan Giant, and he portrayed a fearsome and simple-minded Ugandan who wrestled barefoot in war paint and loincloth and approached the ring wearing an African mask and carrying a spear and shield. That's the wrestler you're talking about, right? Yep, that's him. Okay, all right. So are you thinking this is like... um, foreshadowing or programming is that what you're saying well no to me i just think they took all that sympathetic sympathetic energy and through these rituals that you see you know whether they're public or not maybe this particular ritual that they were using to channel the sympathetic energy they took it and they redirected that energy into the campaign through ritual oh okay because of the same name, you know, they, they put all this energy toward Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, the wrestler, and they took that energy through ritual and redirected it. Does that make sense? Yes, it it's does. Like yeah. yeah, it makes total sense. And there's people, uh, Night Stalker's already putting up uh, uh, memes in the chat room of Biden and Kamala, like in wrestling outfit, <laughs> like Joe Biden with the wrestler Kamala. It's hilarious. You guys got to go <laughs> check it out. But... Um, Man, yeah, I remember now. See, I remember that guy now. Like, that dude used to freak me out. Like, him and Papa Shango did, too. But anyways, um, yeah, so I, I think, though, but the, but here's where I get a little, you know, mixed up, Sal, is I get on YouTube sometimes, and I watch these guys, like, pick apart. Uh, they pick apart just way too much stuff sometimes, though. You know, like, they'll watch a movie um kind of like our guest last night was talking about on a different show like ready player one and there's this character from dungeons and dragons sitting on a you know on the side of a truck or something and they'll say well that's obviously demonic look how scary it is they're talking about lucifer and the illuminati and they just blow it out of proportion like they could have a chip that looked like a hexagon or something and say look it's illuminati symbolism so somewhere there's got to be some some kind of happy medium where logic can actually take place here, you know? You're right. And a lot of it, a lot of it can be subjective as well, you know? Um, it's, but you're right. You can't, it, there does have to be a line. There does. Because I, it, it is tough. It's tough because what I was getting at earlier is when you first start waking up, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is that a lot of things become unwatchable like, or unreadable or whatever, like unlistenable. Yeah. When you understand what's going on in these messages, because I hear these songs on top 40 radio stations and they're essentially mantras. It's like things like make money and I throw it down the drain, throw it down the drain. They just say this over <laughs> and over. That's getting in your head, man. Yeah. You're repeating that, you know? It's, yeah, I think that, but these kind of things, you become so high. I become, I'm going to speak for myself. I become so hyper aware of it. That it's very hard to watch. Like I've tried to watch Westworld like 17 times. Oh, I okay? love that show. I man. cannot, it's just too loaded. It's, I can't watch it. It's too much for me. It's just oh, it's overloaded. fully loaded. It's fully loaded. And then, and then, and then if you go back and you watch things like you could watch anything, star Wars, anything, Look, anything that's made like the big screen or has been super successful is usually loaded with symbolism, loaded with it. 
because it's not yeah, absolutely not just speaks to these occult energies, but the energies these the reason why they're called occult and hidden is because they make up life, nature, and existence. You know, it, think about so if you think about and I've talked about this a lot too on the program, the fifth element. Where you've seen that, right? Have you seen that movie with uh, of Bruce course, Willis? Yeah. It's been a while, but yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, I love that movie. So there's there's a ton of symbolism in there, right? So Corbin uh, means, I think it also means like gift from God, but also means kind of like black star too, in a way. And then he meets the one supreme being, Lilu, which is the female. So it's like the it's the male and female coming together. Essentially, it's, I mean, if you want to get all Crowley about it, alchemy. it's sex magic, but it's not sex magic. It's You're right. It's alchemy. It's nature taking its place. It's the truest thing of love there is. And then in the end, they put all of the elements together, water with water, fire with fire, all that stuff. They come into balance, they, they use love, and they shoot off this ultimate weapon to stop this black goo from taking them over, right? So it's obvious there's some real occult so symbolism black there. Goo, isn't it? Yeah, it's just this big planet so full black of black goo. goo. So, yeah, it's, uh, but here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. If you talk to anybody about that movie, it's one of their all-time favorite movies. Why? Because the symbolism speaks to them. They don't know it. They don't know why it's one of their favorite movies. It just turned out that way. You see? Yeah, yeah, man. It's these, these are the things I'm talking about. It's not just... I, I think a lot of it is about... Um, Rooting, like, I, mean, I can't even imagine what these kids growing up now, like having this stuff accessible 24-7. I don't, I, I'm just, I'm, just I, I'm a little scared and I'm curious to see how they're going to turn out. Yeah, because they don't. This stuff is affecting us. It's archetypes. It, it, these things are, are in the collective conscious. They have deeper meaning. You know, right. you understand how to use these things. Not by any means saying I do. I think that's part of the quest that I'm on is really trying to figure out how this stuff works. Like you said, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be a master. I don't ever want to be. You know, I, I always want to. I want to keep that that thirst. That's what keeps me going. But yeah, it, yeah. But you don't. You also don't want to get like megalomania either and say, "Well, I'm this masterful magician that knows more than most, and I can control everything in my reality." Because once you once you really start giving into the ego, the karma comes around and slaps you too. But yeah, I mean, I I know exactly what you're saying. I worry about that stuff too. I really do because I gotta. What, what do you think about before we go into our first break? What what's your opinions on like Billie Eilish's music? Have you heard it? Of course, yeah. I mean, how could you not hear it these days, right? Right. Do you think? Um, what do you think? It's like Ryan I mean, Gable funny, dude, again, talks about again, it. again, man, again, Joe. I was just like looking through this and like listening to her for the first time in a while yesterday, yesterday morning. It's weird you were asking, you're asking about it. So, um, I, I mean, I think she, I think it's sad. Like, I think it's sad what they're doing to her. I mean, you could look in her eyes. You could tell there's some trauma there, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, and, and she, she's what? I mean, she's not writing her own songs. You know, she's not, but her music is, is good. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not bad music. But it, from an occult angle, like I saw the video with the black goo and the Lucifer wings and she crashes in a lightning bolt. <laughs> you know, it, it, you see that? What, what song is that? That's not Bad Guy, is it? Uh, I don't think so. No, the ba- Bad Guy is like a really bad one, though. You know, the, there's yeah, a, I, I mixed them up. 
And see, the way they get you is like with the nostalgia too, because I could listen to some of the music. It's actually pretty, you know, but. You got the voice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful, nostalgic music that, that hits you emotionally. But that's the thing is like you're not paying attention to the, the words. I know people who don't listen to music because they consider it a drug. Yeah. You know, especially if, if they listen to it, they're putting on classical music, you know, in the background, whatever. But they're not going to listen to any of this stuff because they know what it is. They know. And even if they don't know, they don't know, you know, like we know. Or, or if you're into the occult and you really know what they're doing or, or why it is what it is, I guess is the right way to put it. Even if they don't know, they know. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's fun. To, it's it's kind of fun, but it's also a little scary to get to to go down and look at too and dig in and find out i got some examples of this too that might freak you out a little bit get a little halloweeny about it when we come back from our first break we're here with salvatore i almost said sal antithesis but how we'll just say salvatore antithesis is here with us tonight tomorrow night on the program i got a, a really special treat for you guys too as well it's been an awesome week christine payne tyler one of my favorite tarot decks in the world the person that made that tarot deck is going to be here tomorrow night on the program. We'll be right back. More Lighting the Void coming up. Stay with us. I want to remind you to keep your radio, phone, tablet, or computer tuned to The Fringe FM and visit the website, thefringe.fm, to listen to the entire lineup of shows. You can also catch my broadcast, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, beginning at 12 a.m. midnight U.S. Pacific Time, right here on The Fringe FM. If you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe, maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754. 
888-444-4444 for a discreet consultation. Hey, is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. Salvatore Antithesis is here with us, and we are deconstructing occult symbolism. And that's always the fun stuff, right? This is this is like conspiracy theorists' favorite topic is to to do that. But you know what? It's not just conspiracy. It's true, and I think it's important that we do this stuff so we can actually see what's going on in the world around us. Once you become, you know, the cool thing too, Sal. And thanks again for coming on the program. I appreciate you coming on, man. Um. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Joe. But the cool thing about doing this is, is like, even once you start really looking at occult symbolism and deconstructing it in your reality, all of the other stuff that doesn't even really have to do with uh, occult symbolism that you missed out on where you were being tricked and fooled, like with colors and all, you, you really just start to see everything that's been programming you. And that's when you start to get scared, right? Just yeah, man, that's a great point, Joe. I think uh, once you start to see there's, cause you do not, the rabbit hole itself is, is part of the, the machine. And, and once you, you step back and you start being able to see the machine and how it works and you see it whirl and the gears grind, it's kind of hypnotic, man can paralyze you yeah for sure and i do know this too 
what I was going to talk to you about this when we come back is, so they there's some kind of weird thing that happens in the music industry nowadays that I feel like they really know how to make, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's different. Like they know how to make melodies that, that can make you feel super nostalgic, right? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed how even if they make it with the computers, like it's not like the seventies when there's actual drums and guitars and everybody's real, it's like real music, but they make it all in the studio now, but for the most part, but still it, it's almost like they got it down to a science to bring the nostalgia of music to you. And those ones that make you feel the most emotional and nostalgic usually have the deepest programming stuff in them. You ever notice that? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I think, yeah, is, is that what you're trying to get get at with uh, Billie Eilish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, kind of, I can't help but listen to the yeah, music yeah. and like it. Uh, but then if you just stop and listen to the words, it's like, what are you taking in? You know? What is your mind taking in unaware right now? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what I was trying to get at with the mantra. They say these things. When you combine it with these melodies that you're talking about, I think it's very dangerous, and that's why I know people that don't listen to music. It's uh, it's almost, they've almost got it down to a science now. It's it's kind of crazy, and a lot of these mainstream artists, man, it's not. They're like one of the biggest arguments you get. You mentioned it's a conspiracy theorist thing. I don't even like to to limit it because I, I I consider myself a conspiracy therapist, uh-huh. right? I'm trying to break these things down and and, uh, make good of them. But when you take this music, these melodies and these lyrics, and you realize that these people, I'm saying one of the, one of the biggest arguments against this stuff is that people say, Oh, let's take Beyonce, Billy Ellis. She's 17. She's this, she's that. She's not going to be putting these evil messages in. When you look at how these modern songs are made, it's an assembly line. There's like 16, 17, sometimes 30 people on one song. It's a file. It's getting sent. These people aren't even in the same location. They're all over the world half the time. You know? That's how these songs are made. These big, epic, Beyonce visual album songs. Like the, the way these songs are made, it's, a, it's an assembly line. It's compartmentalized, just like everything else. In, in that, like they have it down to a formula? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I'm saying they have that too, but I think, I'm saying it's also very easy to flip this stuff in. It's not, it doesn't have to just be the artist when there's 30 people working on it. Hmm. Okay, so tell me, where are you going with this then? Because I've never heard anybody say it that way. I'm just saying, I'm just saying one of the biggest arguments against that this stuff happens, especially in music, is that the artist isn't going to do this or, you know, the artist isn't smart enough or this enough or doesn't know about magic or doesn't believe in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be the artist. Oftentimes, you know, it's one of these people in the assembly line and these record companies have a lot of power. They're creating these people from scratch to begin with. Right. Like the Lady Gaga story always fascinated me. I talked about a conspiracy theory. She, her, her story is wild. When you look at her, she was a backup singer for someone else named Lady Gaga, I think, and she fell off a hotel roof and committed suicide, apparently, and then Lady Gaga got the record deal that she was supposed to sign with Sony. It's, it's a very bizarre, very bizarre story. 
And then, of course, she was on American Horror Story Hotel throwing people off roofs or something. Yeah, it's it's very weird. But I believe that they that I guess a lot of them are into this stuff, but the argument against it is that they can't, and I think it, it is slipped in there. And the way the music industry executives create these people from nothing to begin with and have them act as almost, I hate the word puppet, but they put these weird occult symbols, like watch Katy Perry videos too. You know, Lady Gaga has wild videos. Like the long version of Born This Way is one of the most occult. Have you ever watched that, Joe? The whole entire like eight, nine minute video of Born This Way? Huh, no, I actually haven't. You should check it out, man. It's very, very interesting. Um, she goes into all sorts of this crazy narration about the government-owned space and consciousness-based entities, and it's, it's wild stuff. But it, you watch these videos, and they're, they're clearly, whether they're aware of it or not, like Katy Perry, she has videos where she's a, an Egyptian pharaoh walking around with the Eye of Isis and all that. And was, what is that? What is that? I always get that mixed up. I have horse. You know what I'm, that symbol? Mm-hmm. That, with a, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's I have horse. Okay, yeah. She has yeah. that. She's covering her eye with that. She's the pharaoh. She, there's one where she, she, it's like unbelievable. She, there's a pyramid made of basketballs and she's sitting on the top like the eyeball holding up the last basketball. It's like unbelievable. It's like, it's like humorous. It's so blatant and audacious and in our face sometimes. You know, it, it's just, yeah. Man, I guess that's you know you understand where I was going with that that it could be anywhere along the assembly line, but these people are clearly being used to forward some sort of weird Masonic message. We're always on this this checkerboard with the the black and the white symbolizing the duality. That's in every Masonic lodge. Um, it, it, there's very they had the they had a, a well I don't know what the word would be verbatim I guess is the word I'll use three Masonic ritual. I think it was the O9 VMAs where Pink came down from the rafters, hung upside down with the uh, one of her legs was the checkerboard. I remember that. She was that. blindfolded with her left breast exposed. Yeah. There's a picture of it. If you look it up on Google, you'll find the Masonic ritual picture right next to it. It's, you can blatantly see that's what it is. There's no, like, going too far. There's no, you know, you're a maniac. It's, a, it's clearly what it is, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of that back uh, going on back then, too, of... Uh, a lot of solar rituals and Masonic initiation rituals going on during those few years. I remember specifically uh, the Super Bowl ones too. And this is what this is what we got to watch out for because everybody practices. I don't care. You, you may say I'm wrong about this, but I just see it. I know it to be true, and I'm not afraid to say it. Everybody that it's alive is permeating their own reality and practicing magic. So if you're on, you're not aware of it. And you end up watching something like the Super Bowl or something that just gets you emotionally invested and you start to feel that nostalgia. Pay careful attention to what you look at after that. I know that sounds scary, though, doesn't it? It's like, how are we going to stop ourselves from looking at stuff we're not supposed to look at or hearing stuff we're not supposed to hear? I think at some point you can't. I don't know. I'm curious about what you think. But if you're aware of it, you can stop it. You know. Yeah, I think that's and that's the key. And then at what point is awareness is awareness that that hypnosis and that paralysis? I think because what's the ultimate goal, really, Joe? The ultimate goal 
is to be a sovereign being, right? You want to be a fully functioning, independent individual, correct? Yeah, most Isn't that kind do. of what we're all striving for? So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you don't want to be like, of course, you know, get married, have kids, you know, whatever. Yeah, of course. But like, you really want to be sovereign within your own family, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you don't want to lose focus of. And seeing the machine at work can kind of take that out of you. Um, so I think that you really do need to be aware of this. And I think right now awareness is very important because not a lot of people are aware. And, you know, ever since this lockdown, I think, you know, the narrative is at least, you know, you hear a lot more people are waking up. And I can tell you a lot of people have messaged me, you know, their conspiracy, quote unquote, theorist, theorist friend, you know, about a lot of stuff going on that, that you never would have thought of. And I've also... uh lost a lot of friends because of what's mm. going on and, and how emotionally invested people are. So you're absolutely right. And that, that that's re- what really scares me, honestly, because I don't know how we're, if we're going to get too into modern times or whatever, but it seems like there may be a coming conflict in which both sides are bogus and emotionally invested in uh, bogus things. What do you mean What both sides of what? It's just, you know, with, with everything that's going on with, uh, you know, Trump, Trump oh, people yeah, versus yeah. Antifa or whatever, you know, with the way that the media is hyping that up, um, yeah. it seems like, you know, both those sides are kind of bogus to me. And I, I maybe take heat for that, but I, I, I don't know. No, maybe, no, 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 you're maybe right. Trump is a way to generalize it, but maybe Trump is too broad a way to say it, but it's more like this, like Blue Lives Matter versus, versus Antifa BLM. It's like that. Both sides of this to me are emotionally manipulative narratives. Oh, they're definitely they're are. To keep people at each other's throats. That's all this is about, man. That's all this whole thing is about is to keep us uh disempowered and disconnected. That's it. It's, and they want you to yeah. feel like independence. You talk about independence, but what they're training your subconscious to feel is independence means that you do not need anybody but yourself and your own sadness. They want you to be yeah. alone and in misery, in misery and teach that to you that that is independence and power. Think about this song by Billy Ellis, right? It's got, it's got a beautiful melody, massively nostalgic. But the one where she talks about, I had a dream, I got everything I wanted, you know? It's not what you'd think, and if I'm being honest... Her album, isn't her album called When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Isn't mm-hmm. it called something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that and right the, there, you know, poops my, my radar. Yeah, so they're, they're basically, the, you know, it's not really like super demonic, but if you think about it, it's like, it might have been a nightmare to anyone who might care. I thought I could fly, so I stepped off the golden, and then it stops talking, right? Nobody cried. Nobody even noticed. I saw them standing right there. Kind of thought they might care. And then she talks about the dream. I got everything I wanted. But when I wake up and see, you say, as long as I'm here, no one can hurt you. Don't want to lie here, but you can learn to. If I could change the way you see yourself, you wouldn't, you wouldn't wonder why you're here. They don't deserve you. So look what else they're trying, they're doing too. They're teaching you through music, like how to be super codependent you understand like it's a bad thing (laughs) you know they're 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 saying they're trying to like teach people that love is 
like this super codependent thing where you want to have to kill yourself for, or you feel like you're going to die and you're never going to be happy. And uh, it, what the hell happened to like the old music where love was a good thing? You know, it's, it's it all about, wonder, the, yeah, it does, man. Cause it's all about disconnection. And, uh, that's what this is all about. I, I just know it. Disconnection and it isolation. Is. That's really about disconnection, man. I, that's what the whole narrative is. Everything you get down to, man, that we're on a rock, a speck, we're insignificant, we're on a rock that's floating in space, orbiting an ever-expanding universe that's always getting bigger, and there's these black holes that suck everything up, and they might come get us sometime. It's all nonsense to keep us disconnected from whatever high power you connect with, man. What you know, that's what it all is. Yeah, I mean never a straight answer, right? Yeah, that's right. You never do get any answers. I mean like Carl Sagan was a cool dude that used to talk about space. He did that whole blue dot thing, which I thought was cool. But even he was you know, would say, I don't have all the answers to this stuff and uh if we're going to get sucked up in a black hole, it's going to probably take millions of years for that to happen. And they, we look, we talk about asteroids and solar flares and all kinds of stuff here on the show. But the truth is, it's like. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's something out there that's making everything, life just work. It may look like a... They may want you to go out there and look like it's a big ball of chaos... And, uh, you know, at any point in time, everything's going to go to hell. And that keeps you anxious, right? And then there's other programs that say, well, there's this disease out there, man. We just don't know how to stop it. We don't know how to stop it. We don't really know what it is. We don't know how to stop it. We, we don't have any answers. Well, that, that gets you even more scared. And then after you feel all that stuff, it's like, well, make sure that you... Don't get too close to anybody now. Don't go out in pairs. Maybe pairs is okay, but don't get too close to anybody. There's even articles out there, man, that tell you how, like, to kiss and have sex with people. It gets really crazy, man. Like, I feel like I'm in a... I'll go on a rant here, Sal. I feel like I'm in a... I slipped into a different dimension. Um, Dude, I saw a tweet the other day that said... Uh, from a governor, I believe it was California, that said, when you go out to eat with your family this weekend, don't forget to keep your mask on in between bites of food. What? <laughs> yeah. How's that going to yeah. work? 
I'm not. That I'm not doing that. From government. How can you see that? How can one person see that and not understand what the heck this is about? I don't know. I don't know. But meanwhile, uh, if you look at like the biggest stuff that's going on with the military and uh, Starlink and all these other people, they're not worried about masks. You don't see them talking about social distancing. Everybody's going to work there. They're getting those satellites up in space. They're getting that 5G rolled out. Not a whole lot of people stopping there with policy, are they? So, yeah. Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And once they got all this stuff into play, man, it's all, it's going to be too late. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, well, I know one thing's for sure. I don't think people are ever going to live on Mars. Well, you can't. How? I don't think that's going to happen. How can you? Why would you want to? It's like sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> I know, right? Dust storms. Who wants to live there? <laughs> dust storms the size of, like, tropical storms. Yeah, sub-zero temperatures. Nothing's going to grow. You barely are going to be able to. You're not, you can't breathe. Well, why the hell would you want to go to it? It's stupid. Well, Elon Musk is he entertains me and he's funny, but he's a character in this play. He named his kid a computer. He named his kid after a microchip. That's, he's a character in this play to me with this yeah. whole space thing. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I I'm think not he could one be an way alien. or another. I, that's possible, but I'm, anything's possible. But my, what I'm saying is I don't call me crazy, but I don't. I don't really buy the whole space narrative. I don't even know what's going on up there. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Whoa! Wait a minute. Are you saying you don't think space is real? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that I, I don't really think it's what they say it is. Ah. Okay. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying. I just. I, I just really don't buy anything NASA says. That's all I'm saying. I just, it seems to me like everything NASA says is is to. Like I said earlier. The truth on top of lies, misinformation, and confusion. You cannot kill the truth. So they take the truth, they let you freely have it, but they throw a million other things on top of it. So it's very hard. It's very, very hard to discern. So I, what I try to do is not commit emotion. I believe, I believe belief is like a mana bar. And do you ever play video games, Joe? Yes, I'm, oh, I used to. Not as much anymore. Okay, if I say you got like a magic bar, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, to do spells. When you do a spell, you lose a little bit of energy from the magic bar, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, our, that's what belief is to me in this life, in that emotion that you're talking about. Emotion's the only way to put it. Because emotion, when we really get down to it, is really just belief in something and, and passion in something, right? You're really just... Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's oversimplification, but... No, but that's energy, bro. That's like what it's I, all about. Putting your right. energy Belief and focus just, into it. It's an energy that is an intangible and immeasurable that objectively makes us more than the sum of our parts. Like you take someone, like a great example I like to use is, I mean, I can't, I, I'm a basketball coach. I love basketball. I play basketball. I grew up on sports. I think sports are great. They're, you can teach kids so many great lessons through sports. Unfortunately, professional sports have become absolute, you know, beep show, you know, I don't know if I say that <laughs> word, but, yeah. Yeah. but 
unfortunately, you know, but to, to, to use an example, I'm going to take a man uh, named Robert Ory. Okay. You ever heard of him? No, go, no. Tell me about him. Okay. He's a power forward. He, uh, he played 16 seasons, I believe. And I believe he's the only player in NBA history to make the playoffs every single year he played. Okay. And this man is the most mediocre player, like totally mediocre numbers. In clutch, this guy made every single, you know, maybe I'm exhausting a little bit, but his percentage shooting game-winning shots was unbelievable. It's unbelievable. There's something there. There's something there. There's something there that's immeasurable that, that you cannot scientifically prove that in essence should prove that you can't prove things exist that exist outside the realm of ego. This is an immeasurable thing that is making him more than some of his parts and dependable in this crunch time moment. It's some sort of way he focuses his energy and belief You're talking to, so, in the moment. So at the buzzer, this guy, under pressure and at the buzzer, this guy was immaculate. His nickname was Big Shot Bob. So I want, uh-huh. that's a pretty powerful thing, though, if you think about it. Right? Yeah, man, for sure. The clutch gene is what he's talking about. That's what Knight Stalker says. He's yeah. got some kind of clutch gene. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely one way to put it. But now that's just semantics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's absolutely the clutch gene. That's, I've heard that a million times. And that's what we call it. When, I'm a coach yeah, but, he, but maybe he has tapped into some type of super focused. Like, when they, oh, you know, like, oh, man, it's coming down to the wire. The heart speeds up. The emotion gets involved. You know, the eyes dial yeah, in. Yeah, I think gene limits it. Yeah. I think gene limits it. I think we all have that power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm into sports too, man, but basketball wasn't my best sport. I was more of a football and baseball guy. But I did play on the basketball team, and that, that when they put me in, it was only for defense because I was really good at that. I would always cause turnovers and stuff. But Defense is all about heart. Yeah. Well, you I got to really get down to it. Defense and basketball is all about heart. I used to guard guys twice my size, man. <laughs> all about emotion. Yeah, Believe. and... You, I remember talking to Jordan Maxwell, too, about sports because he thinks sports is like a, an occult distraction. You know, you got your soccer ball and your your football and your all your golf balls, and it's just a distraction because what do it you is. do when you play a, when you play a tennis on a, or something about when you go to court? It's just like when you play tennis and it's a racket. But it it's it is a distraction. But you know what? It's also a learning experience too, man. You know, like dude, I love Jordan Maxwell. It's, uh, didn't he recently? He recently had some sort of medical problems. I yeah, think he yeah, made it out there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he might still. He's probably still going to come speak at the Fringe Fest. Damn it! All right, we got to take a top of the hour break. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Cool. Yeah. So at the top of the hour. I'll open the phones up. Don't call in and try to win the tickets till we open the phones up, though. All right, that's not fair. Don't start calling in beforehand. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be right back with more Sal Antithesis coming up. And uh, don't forget, too, that the tickets are only 10 bucks a piece uh, Friday and Saturday. But if you get both days, you can get the tickets for $15. It's a pretty good deal for everything that's going to happen. We're going to have some more, like, really cool announcements coming out about this event, too. Uh, And we'll make it worth it. It's totally worth it. 
All right, we'll be right back. News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Is it me or does it seem like all of a sudden humanity wants to focus on space again? Welcome to the 21st century space race. We have the Artemis Project headed out to the moon in 2024. And I have a story just after this about habitats on the moon. SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, could put an observatory on the moon. Smithsonian Magazine reports... A paper has been submitted to the National Academy of Sciences, Planetary Science, and Astrobiology, making the case for establishing a SETI observatory on the far side of the moon. The paper addresses one of the biggest problems facing the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and that's the overwhelming amount of radio interference. So there's been talks of creating an off-world outpost on the moon. How is that going to be done? A company called Icon, a developer of advanced construction technologies, including robotics, software, and building materials, has received funding from NASA. The 3D printing construction business's CEO, Jason Ballard, explains. It's a natural progression, using automated construction technologies to advance humanity's home to other worlds. The moon is an incredibly challenging place. 500-degree temperature variations, craters that are thousands of feet deep, extreme radiation, electrically charged super abrasive dust, all within the hard vacuum of space. We're developing entirely new technologies to operate in this environment, to build a home for humanity a quarter of a million miles away. Does humanity need to expand out into our solar system? Last week, I reported on Palantir, the dystopian database, going public. And it bombed. The stock opened at $10 and closed the day at $9.20. Palantir is valued at $20.2 billion. Tom DeLong, the former member of Blink-182, who noticed all the small things, and co-founded the To The Stars Academy, and was named UFO Researcher of the Year, added another notch to his belt. According to Deadline.com, DeLong will be making his directorial debut with a coming-of-age sci-fi movie called Monsters of California. Is he talking about Hollywood? Ha <laughs> ha. The film has a star-studded cast with people like Casper Van Dien from Starship Troopers and Richard Kind from Mad About You. So maybe there's going to be a news drop about something related to this film just before its release. Ahem. <clears throat> Unidentified. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. Folks, this I'm is Jess very Rogie. important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com. Our CBD is made from hemp 
and has 0.003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied, but you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. from Pro Have a great Triple day. Radio, and you're listening to Ryan the Fringe here. FM. And I'd like to invite you to my radio broadcast, The Secret Teachings, airing five nights a week right here at Midnight Pacific on The Fringe FM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether you enjoy history, the paranormal, symbolism, the occult, magic, parapolitics, or our annual Super Bowl show, our breakdown of the music entertainment industry, or our practical look at health. We have something for you that's unique, informative, and fun in rare form. Find us at Facebook.com by searching Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Find us online by searching www.thesecretteachings.info. Or you can email us at rdgable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e, at yahoo.com. That's The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday right here at Midnight Pacific on The Fringe So FM. you love talk radio. Then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes app. Store. We all have that story to tell in our lives. The winds were howling. The ground shook. You could hear rushing water. And then history repeats itself. When there's no power, refrigeration fails. Doors with their shelves strip bare. ATMs can't operate. Deliveries stop. Then what? These events can last days or weeks. You need a plan. In statements made during recent interviews, FEMA Administrator Brock Long has repeatedly urged all Americans to understand three truths. FEMA is broke. The system is broken. If this is the new normal, Americans can't rely on federal cavalry when disaster strikes. Don't get caught out in the elements empty-handed. Prepare with us by going to preparewiththefriends.com and get your two-week food supply, 92 servings, eight food varieties with 25-year shelf life, normally $137. 
$47, now only $75. Or get a month's supply, normally $247, now only $147 shipped in one business day. Just go to preparewiththefriends.com or call 888-440-7931. That's 888-440-7931. Get this great offer and be prepared while it lasts. Thanks for visiting the Fringe FM studios. What brings you in? I'm in the White House and I was lonely. Welcome to the Fringe family. KTLK, the Fringe Have FM. Have you ever seen an adder banner which brought you a feeling that someone is reading your mind or even listening to your conversations? Your online data is being used against you. Surfshark is a VPN service that makes online privacy protection easy and attainable. You can use it on as many devices as you'd like simultaneously. The VPN service that we use at UFO Seekers plus one month free for $1.99 a month. Visit surfshark.deals/seekers. We spend almost as much time online as sleeping. That's six to eight hours a day. The internet knows a lot about us, and that's why we should care about our online data. Use Surfshark to encrypt your personal information and send it via a secure VPN tunnel so that no one can see it without your permission. Visit surfshark.deals/seekers. You need to protect yourself from surveillance and targeted advertising. Surfshark encrypts all internet traffic sent to and from your devices and ensures that your IP address remains hidden. The VPN service that we use at UFO Seekers plus one month free for $1.99 a month. Visit surfshark.deals/seekers. Back to lighting the void. The phone lines are open if you want to call in. You can 1 800 588 You can win two free tickets to thefringefest.com. Also, go to thefringefest.com. Make sure you put in the thefringefest.com. That's thefringefest.com. <laughs> I'm going to say it like a million times, but you know, go sign up for it and then. Or you can call in now and win two free tickets. But we're going to have uh, some pretty cool speakers and performers there. I mentioned some at the beginning of the show. We're going to give away T-shirts. We've already given away tickets. I'm going to be giving away tickets all month, all month long. So I hope to see you there. Salvatore Antithesis is our guest tonight here on the show. And we're just kind of deconstructing occult symbolism, which is kind of fun. Uh, Now, didn't you used to run some kind of comic book channel or something like that? Or am I wrong about that? You are not wrong about that because we have, we've actually, I don't know if you remember, we used to talk on the Grand America server, the America Discord server. I talked to you like on years, that. A couple of years ago. Yeah, we talked a couple of years ago. What was your... I haven't been on Discord in a while. What was your handle in there? It was Sal- Salvatore Antithesis. That's right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember you now, actually. Man, I miss those guys. Yeah, I need to holler at It was here and there, you know. I just, yeah, I, I recognize you from there, yeah. So, so did you listen to the episode I did, episode 300, about the occult magic with him? I did, yes. That was a good one, I wasn't listened, it? I listened to pretty much all the episodes. Graham and Darren are good friends of mine. Yeah, they're like the, they're the Shout best. Shout out to Graham America. They are the best, Shout for out real. Um, I got to get them back on the broadcast. We got we to gotta hang out once this COVID thing's all done, too. Everybody needs to get together. But seriously, though, like, so now that we're all brothers, we know who we are now. Tell me something, man. Have you ever dabbled with the occult or had any weird experiences with it? Okay, yeah. When I when I first started, you know, really getting deep into this stuff, 
right? One day, I wasn't even really doing anything particularly with intention or ritual or anything like that this particular day. But I was, I was always, this, I was immersed in this stuff. You know, it, it was, it's always in my life to a degree because it's, it's, it's a passion of mine. It's, a, it's, it's the very least a hobby, you know. I, I'll, go, I'll call it more than that. That's a, that's a light word. Somewhere between a hobby and an obsession, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm leaving my house like any normal day. I have to go to the dentist, right? So I go there. It's just a thought of payment plan. I'm only going to be there a minute. So I get there, and the, uh, the lady at the front desk is on the phone. So I sit down for a minute, and then someone else comes in to talk to her. So I pick up this newspaper I've never read before in my life. It was like, I live in Colorado. It was the Colorado Inn. It was like the local college's newspaper or something. And right on the front page, there's an article about a, an anti-sexual assault march and about the guy who organized it and about how he was so good, virtual signal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, virtue signal, virtue signal, virtue signal, et cetera. So he's, he's, there's a picture of him, right? He's got a sign, he's leading the march, awesome. Like I'm involved with anti-sexual assault, awesome. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I leave the dentist, I sign when I got a sign, right? Like I'm hungry. I'm gonna go to Chick-fil-A, it's been a minute. <laughs> so I go to Chick-fil-A, I, I'm like, I'm going to go to the drive-thru, nah, the line's like, you know, how it gets there, even though, like, the line could be three miles long, and you're in and out in 37 seconds, because they are so efficient there, and they're so polite, it makes me uncomfortable, but it's, it's good chicken every once in a while, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I park the car, I walk inside, and boom, the guy's standing right there, in the exact same outfit he's wearing, and Freaking newspaper I was reading. And then just to like reiterate it was him, they say his name for his food, and he gets, he gets it and walks right by me. I was like, before I could even say anything to him, I, I, I was like in shock. Chills up and down my spine. You know how it is, man. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. You find that's you, like when stuff like that happens. It's like the feeling you can't describe. Do you find yourself having a lot of synchronicities like that? Yeah, man. We had one to start the show. <laughs> yeah. We only had like three already on the show, hadn't we? That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Something like that. But who's keeping count, right? Yeah. And well, it does kind of make you wonder. You start to slip a little bit sometimes. If you like another thing you could study too, that if you really want to trip out and see, uh, just the kind of, I guess, hologram that we live in. If you study uh, gematria and sacred geometry and a little bit of Kabbalah, you'll start to see that this is all a construct, man, you know? And I'm not saying that it's a simulation. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that we live in a matrix. I'm not saying that either. But we live in a matrix in some type of construct. (laughs) The geometria... I, I, was, I listened to, uh, I think it was Higher Side Chats last night about Geometria, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, so, yeah, the, the Geometria behind 9-11 is absolutely insane. I didn't know that till last night. The 777's all over it. Right. And that Pretty guy tough. that was talking about, like, he used it for sports betting and twos, stuff like that. I got to listen to that. A couple of people told me about that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was talking about sports betting, for sure. Well... I'm just saying it's all over the place. It's all around you. And 
you have to be careful. Like once you start studying this stuff, then you start thinking, oh, well, I can just like manifest any reality that I want. Well, yes and no. Like you can, especially if you start trying to manifest stuff that you don't really care about. And it doesn't really matter. You know, sometimes you don't know what you want. You That's don't know true. what you want. It true. can be dangerous. That's so true, man. And you got to examine your motives, too. Like, are you really doing this for the right reasons? You know? There's, there's reasons to look into things, and there's reasons, not good reasons to look into things, you know? Um, and do, do things. And it's, it can get really uncomfortably weird. The synchronicities can get intense. And to the point where it's uncomfortable, like it, it's a, <laughs> it can be like a bad trip in reality sometimes. Yeah. Have you ever had a bad trip? Mm, yeah. Yes. No yeah. comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have. Like I, I used to do uh, psychedelics all the time in my early 20s. And most of the time it was a pleasant experience, uh, uh, a mind-shifting right. reset of a hell of a night and laughter and stuff. But yeah, there was this, there was this one time where I thought I was stuck, like really stuck. I got, I got a hold of some acid once that I, it wasn't the kind of acid that, like this was not LSD, man. This was something that somebody made some different kind of way. Oh man, there's all sorts of designer chemicals out there. That two C E, two C B, two C I. Yeah, like I didn't. Very intense stuff. I didn't really have any like hallucinations or see anything but it made me feel like i was literally going crazy man like yeah that's hard to explain i, I, I think everyone should have a bad trip honestly it teaches you a lot about yourself <laughs> yeah right right i think everyone should have the trip for sure <laughs> if everyone in the world trip would be a better place Everybody should have a bad trip or at least be that moment where like, please, God, um, if you allow me to make it through this, I'll never do it again. That kind of bad trip. Yeah, I mean, the bad trip, I've had one or two, and then you you don't think you're coming out of it, man. You think you're crazy forever. You think you're (laughs) going to the loony bin. You remember (laughs) the stories about the guy that thinks he's a glass of orange juice? You know, they'll start running through your head. What? Never think you're coming out, man. (laughs) <laughs> do what now what are you talking about you've never heard that story it's like an urban legend about a guy who took so much acid he thought it was a gla- he thought he was a glass of orange juice no it's just an urban legend that you know you know you hear growing up well i probably heard it before Nothing and forgot I know about details it about it what's that i probably heard it before and forgot about it you know yeah it's, just ur- it's nothing i know details about or even know if it's true or not but it's one of those things you hear and, and things like that start running through your head. You know, you hear about ayahuasca and uh, what's the other one? And one that doesn't get talked about, I may be pronouncing it wrong, but it's Ibogaine. Ibogaine, yeah. I-B-O-G-A-I-N-E, Ibogaine. Right. Yeah. Um, that's supposed to be really good for opiate dependence. Um, but those essentially, when you get down to it, they're bad trips, right? I mean, that's... I mean, they have a lot of other... They, 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 they allegedly also have a lot of physical... Uh, benefits that you know they they allegedly re- reset the chemistry of your brain pre addiction things of that nature. Those are the claims, at least. I'm no doctor, I don't know, but uh, it takes a pretty yeah, I mean, hard reset. I've, I've never done it. It takes. I've a, never done ayahuasca. 
Well, I'm just so saying it would take a, a pretty trip. damn hard reset to reset somebody from opiate addiction because that's a super physical dependency thing too. And so that stuff must be powerful. Now, some of the stories I've heard, the people that's that have taken it, plan. yeah, they've talked about how insanely powerful it was in a sense where they like had to face their demons for real, you know? Uh, yeah, it's scary stuff. It's a bad trip. I mean, that's, that's a, I mean it's a bad trip. It's kind of a, a misnomer, if you ask me. I think it should be renamed to like a truth trip or a freedom trip or something. I don't know. Something ominous, but, you know, there's something good on the other side of that, like most things in life. Well, isn't, you know, if anybody's ever had anxiety disorder, that's kind of like having a bad trip. I don't know if you've ever had that, but anybody that's ever had uh, panic attacks or anxiety disorder where you feel like there's just this impending sense of doom and worry, and next thing you know, you feel like you're dying or having a heart attack, and your friends, so-called friends, they're just telling you like, oh, man, it's all in your mind. Don't think about it. But the thing that is triggering that anxiety attack is buried so deep into your subconscious that it's not something you can just turn off. That's the thing. And I'm telling you what you were talking about earlier with this music and society and stuff. Like, look, man, in the 80s, they had songs about love, you know, having fun, like actually enjoying life. Now it's the music is about pain and disconnection and you know i want to be happy but it's just an illusion or a super codependency red flag hunting uh everything yeah, the hip-hop the hip-hop i don't even listen to hip-hop man, hardly things the things they're saying are awful it's like i'll steal your girlfriend and stab you and when you try to take her back it's terrible that's what it's all it's called it's mumble rap and don't get me wrong man i'm a I'm a, a hip hop head through and through. Like I grew up in Philly, you know, I, I grew up on the roots. I've seen the roots like 30 plus times. So I'm a hip hop head, don't get me wrong. But this stuff is like, there's no positive redeeming quality to it whatsoever. You know, you give me some Nas, that's, you give me some old Nas, Nas yeah. and some black thoughts and something like that. That's, that's, that stuff has a redeeming quality to it. That is art. You know, that's poetry when you really get down to it. This stuff is not that. And I think the frequency, that the, the weird frequency, the modulation they're doing to their voice, that is having some sort of effect, if you ask me. I don't even know what the hell. I must be getting old because my son was talking to me about this, too. I don't even know what the hell mumble rap is. I mean, I tried to listen to some of it, and I was like, well, what is this? He's like, it's mumble rap. And I'm why, like, don't you, why don't you do this, man? Why don't you try to go the rest of your life without even discovering it? <laughs> That's what I should do. <laughs> That's the best thing for all of us to do, I think, huh? <laughs> I think you should make an earnest effort. Yeah, because it's it just it's so far from music and and I, I don't know how old are you, Sal? Uh, Thirty-five. Okay, so I'm a little older than you. Uh, I'm thirty-eight right now. I remember like hip hop was you know, West Coast, East Coast kind of stuff. You grew up listening to, like, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, uh, a little bit of Scarface. You know, some stuff, some of that stuff is a little dirty, like Too Short, things like that. Uh, 
But then you get on the East Coast, and then when, like, Biggie Smalls come out, I thought that was... When Biggie Smalls and the Tupac thing happened, I thought, that's all I listened to, man. It was like poetry. But it also made... It also gave young people, even though the lyrics were bad and stuff, but it did give young people confidence in themselves in a way, things that they kind of needed in their lives when their parents were taking it out of them, you know? So, but nowadays, what I hear on the radio... I don't, it's not music, man. It, it's just, I'm not trying to sound like an old hoagie or something, but it's not music. I mean, not even technically. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's all just one big magic ritual mantra or something. There's a great book by the man, the, the, the legend himself, the OG, Isaac Whitehouse. Have you ever had him on the show? What? Who? Isaac who? Isaac Weishaupt, you know, like Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati. Oh, I don't think so. It's like an alias, like his pen name. Oh, he does great work, man. Uh, he's one of the OG uh, occult deconstructionists, really. He's been doing it. He's been at it for probably a decade. Um, he's good. But anyway, he has a book called, I think it's called Sacrifice, Magic Behind the Mic. Uh-huh. all about hip-hop and uh, occult ritual. I can recommend that, you know, that's a totally independent, like no affiliation with him whatsoever. It's just a cool book. Listen, you remember Bone kind of Thugs and Harmony? Oh, uh, Mr. Ouija, are you in? Yeah, yeah. They used to, that was the first Heck time yeah. I heard like the occult in hip hop. And they would even talk about the Crossroads ritual when they made that album they came out, was just like the oh. baddest, baddest album I remember when I first heard Crossroads, I was like, this is the baddest hip-hop East album. 19, you're talking about the album. You're talking about the album East 1999 Eternal is what you're talking about with yeah. that with Crossroads on yep. it, first of the month. And inside, there's a version of the Satanic Bible. You had to hold it up to a mirror to read it. Yeah, but there's um, all, also there's in all that track. Like backwards stuff in there. Yep, you just play it backwards. I did that. I remember, like, <clears throat> I remember listening to the before it started. And putting it in a computer back when I think after computers were like two thousand dollars, and you were only getting like you know, five hundred megabytes of RAM if you were lucky or something. But I remember using the little recorder thing on there to play it backwards, and it was like talking about Satan and our Father which art in heaven and all this other stuff. It was just the creepiest first stuff I ever heard. Man. They openly talked about selling their souls. First of all. Second of all, they used to say that Aleister Crowley, like to even like be on his radar to be a student, you had to learn how to speak and understand backwards English fluently. So it's like it is an unknown occult technique. Yeah. Um, this is that's how you can look that up. That that's documented. Um, that's like a real thing. And uh, it's funny. He's a bone thug. I believe one of them, I think it's, it's either busy or crazy. I think it's crazy, but busy bone was the guest has a podcast and he was talking about one day they were in there and this is after they did the ritual or whatever. And they were in there. He didn't say that, but this is, I just know the timeline. And he was in the, he was in the meeting with the record executives and he was saying that they were saying that they wanted to go a different direction with their music. And they were like, no, we need to keep the prison filled. You need to write stuff about this, 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 and this. And he was just saying this maybe two or three months ago on his podcast. 
Oh yeah. But they wanted to, they wanted music that would influence crime in the urban areas to keep the private prisons filled. You want to hear some crazy stuff? You remember like uh, that that song Ouija? Ouija, uh, are you with me? By Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's one of my favorites. All right, listen to this. Yeah, they got man, this one on. Favorite. They got they got this on backwards. Right here we go. We'll see if I can get this. Oh man, y'all. Hold on. It's kind of a trip, but you'll have to focus on the words. Listen. tracks and try to do that to every one of the just about every one of their tracks talked about murdering people every single one of them yeah and the crazy thing is man i'm that's one of like east 1999 is one of my one of my most played albums probably of, of any genre of anything i love that album it's so good yeah it was like the best right and see that's the thing if you if you get locked into some music you that was one of those albums I could listen to over and over and over and over. You can just ride around and listen to it for, forever. But you don't know that one night I started playing it backwards because my cousin told me he said, "Man, there's all kinds of like satanic messages and stuff in the, in that thing for real." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" That's the stuff my dad said about like Black Sabbath. That's not true. And he's like, "Yeah, it is. Go put it in your computer and play it backwards." And I started doing it with that Microsoft recorder. And I remember it was late at night, and I was like 15 years old, maybe 14. I don't. I was young, and I was listening to him talk about. There was prayers in there. There was all kinds of stuff that were just so creepy. I couldn't sleep for days after. But you know what? I still had some kind of weird uh, wanting to listen to the album. It never went away. It was there was some kind of addictive thing about it, wasn't there? There really is. That is an addictive album. That's a good way to put it. And right off the bat, like you put that album on, you just let it play. The first like 10 seconds, like the first, maybe I think maybe 15, 20, 30 seconds of the album itself is just, it's just, it's just, it's just, yep. it's just things being set backwards. It's like, doo, 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 doo. the drums yep. beating. The first 30 seconds of the album is blatantly things being said backwards. Yeah, here's another one right here. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know if this, I don't think this is, I don't think this is East 99 or whatever. I forget. All right. Let me get past the commercials on this. I think this is it. Here we go. Hold it's on. first of the month, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the first of the month, but it's like the beginning of it when they start talking. That's the one I'm trying to find at the very beginning of the album. 
If somebody can find that audio, send it to me. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, it's the, it's the very beginning. It's the very beginning of East 1999 Eternal. It's like the intro, right, of the album. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the that was one time when I really just was like the first time I ever really got wigged out doing that. It's like you know, Bone didn't they didn't they actually have a bunch of bad stuff happen to him later on though? I think so. I mean, Busy Bone went to jail and rehab, and I mean. They still play. Like, I saw them live not long ago. Obviously before COVID, but they come to my town all the time. Really? Um, but Busy Bone wasn't there. It's just, it's like Crazy Wish. Um, I can't flesh. Who's the other one? Uh, Lazy. Lazy Bone. Um, yeah, but Busy, Busy's never really there. But it, it's still cool. But Busy, of course... Busy's the one that has all the best verses. He's the one that like brings the energy, you know. He's the first one that goes with notorious thugs. Oh, okay. With them. Yeah, I'm trying. I wish I could find it. I'm still looking. Sift through all the damn commercials and stuff too. Hold on. Let's see if this is this 1996. That was right, 1996. Yeah, here it is. I think this is it. No, it's a crossroads. No, that's not it. I'll find it. But it's still trippy sounding, man. Used to make the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can tell. I mean, they're speaking so fast, they could be they're probably doing that intentionally, you know, so it sounds different backwards. I mean, they do that. They, they do that. These bands, it's so clear, like the Beatles. We're doing this. Crowley's on one of their record albums covers, you know? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus wait there's a connection so, Crowley, you didn't know that Crowley's Crowley's. I forget it's that. I forget what album it is. He's on the, he's on one of the Beatles, Beatles records. Yeah, he, yeah. Crowley is on the cover of one of the Beatles records. Correct. Yeah. I forget which record it is because I'm not a huge Beatles fan. I, I, I always take heat for that, but I think they're kind of overrated. Man, I uh, I just didn't know. Like when we were kids, we just didn't know that we were being programmed, kind of. Even though they were blatantly doing it out in the open, you know, we didn't know. And I, 
it's always the catchy stuff. It's always like when I I thought the Crossroads song was like the most beautiful song in the world. I thought they were talking about going to heaven, the Crossroads stuff when you die and all that. But somehow or another, I didn't even hear about the Crossroads ritual until I started studying chaos magic and how big of a thing it was and how all these musicians actually did crossroad rituals where they kind of sold their soul to the devil, so to speak. Bob Dylan has an interview about it. Yeah. Yeah, so if yeah, that's the case, yeah. then is everybody's like, well, you know, they're, they're going to catch their karma. Uh, have they? What, you said only one of them's went to jail? Uh, are they having a bad life right now? I don't know. Yeah, and uh, Joe, real quick, not to take it off the subject, but I, well, before we were talking about Robert Ori and the clutch gene and all that, I just wanted to read his stats real quick. All right. Um, he averaged for his career, he averaged seven points a game, 2.1 assists, 4.8 rebounds, and he was a career 34% three-point shooter. And that's what he was known for, hitting three-point shots at the buzzer. In basketball, above 40% for three-point is considered good, Okay. The best, best shoot around 46, 47, 48. Some of them approach 50. That's like elite for three-point percentage. But 40 is good. So 34% is not good. And when the, the came down to the buzzer, he nailed it. Huh. I just wanted to further illustrate that. I'm sorry. I, while I was thinking of it, no, I'm no, sorry that's to cool. interrupt you. And that's cool. I get it. I just wish I would have been able to do that in sports. At some point, I'd have a lot more money than I do now. Uh, best thing I ever yeah, did. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I did learn how to, like, make sure that nobody stole on me when I was a catcher. Like, I had that down, Pat. Nobody stole on me, period. But, yeah, you take pride in it. I, I, like I said, you were talking about the, the ball being an occult distraction. I mean, we do have a lot of time on this earth. You know, you, you, you're allowed to have a good time, too. And I, I think sports is a good way to do it, unfortunately. The the um, professional entertainment aspect of it has been hijacked by some very dangerous ideals and symbols and, and cult acts. But I think sports in general are a great way to teach kids a never give up, a work ethic, a teamwork, and a, a number of other things. Socialization, um, just you know, uh, respecting authority and, and to a degree. You know, it, you know. It, it, learning where that line is, you know, I, I can honestly say coaches, one coach specifically had really big impacts on me growing up. They really did. Yeah. Mine did too. Actually, my coaches had the biggest impact on me for real. Uh, yeah, they really do. They re they really did. And you know, what's sad is, <clears throat> that's pretty cool that I'm talking to you about this. When I talk to people in this community, I can't really talk to people in this community about the sports I played when I grew up because they all kind of, they look at me, they're like, well, you, you were one of those dumb jerk jocks. But I wasn't dumb. I was pretty intelligent. Uh, I just liked doing yeah. athletic things. And I liked being part of a team. Like in football, you had 11 guys that you would, all summer long, literally go through hell with hell. You'd tear each other apart. 
you know, mentally, physically, everything, just the hell that you would go through. And the first game when you step out on the field and you're facing 11 other guys and, you know, look, 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 if we do our job, we're going to kill these dudes. We're going to kill them. All we got to do is do yeah, our job and stick feeling. together. Yeah, it's an awesome feeling, right? Okay, um, there's nothing like, there's, there's really not much like putting in an amazing amount of work and winning a championship. And there's really not much worse than putting in a lot of work and losing a championship. Yeah, so why do, why do we throw that out so quickly? I don't know why I'm getting feedback. Are you on speakerphone or something? Um, Probably. But I don't know why we, get that, why we throw that out so quickly in the spiritual and occult world. Like, why we throw sports to the side when the sports is what we need? It's all about connection well, and teamwork. Sports is a great way to get to that. Sports is a great way to get to that occult zone, right? I mean, I, there's, there's ways, there's, there's not many other places in life. There's times on basketball court where I knew, like, I've never felt more in control than these few times on the basketball court. It's just, give me the ball. There's no question about what's going to happen in 30 seconds. Like, this ball is going in the hoop. There's nothing, it's just, it's a feeling that happens so rarely, but you just know you're not going to be denied. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's very hard to describe. It's very hard to describe. Because you can't have your ego in the way. Once your ego's saying it, you're, not, you're ruining it. It's, yeah. it's not even something you're focusing on. It's a feeling. You just flow with it. You're not even thinking, you're not even thinking about that you know you're going to make it. You know what I mean? It, it's just a, uh, you're just so in the zone. It's just, it's just you're, you're, I'm somewhere in the back of my, I'm, like, I'm somewhere in the back, you know? I'm not there. I'm something else. Is Especially control, when, you you know? get, it, it, is, when you get on fire in basketball and you can't miss and you find that sweet spot, it's over. It's that same feeling. That's what I mean. This is that same feeling. This is, it's just that it's, I'm like in the back observing myself do this. Like I have no say. It's like in the back, I know that this is going in, but in the forefront and my experience and my consciousness, what I'm feeling isn't processing that. You know, I realized that later on that maybe I was thinking that, feeling that. But, like, in the moment, it's just, it's just such an indescribable, inarticulatable feeling because it exists outside of ego. Yeah. And that's very magical. That's very occult and very magical. That place, that's ultimately kind of what we're all trying to get to. That's that place where you create. That's that place where you bend reality. Yeah, everybody, everybody even if you never made it on, like, a a varsity or professional basketball team, at least in street ball or at some point in time, you had that experience where you were on fire and you couldn't miss. And, and I mean, I remember doing that at my buddy Jason's house once where I found, like I had two shots, you know, somebody shoot, some people shoot like right in front of them when they shoot, like right in front of their eyes and they shoot, they hold their hands out kind of forward. And then some people shoot where they just push their arms straight up. Everybody's got, some kind of weird little thing to their shot. Well, I found my other shot where I could, I would go straight up with it instead of out in front of my face a little bit. And I, I got to where there wasn't a lot of arch on the ball, but I just couldn't miss. It was hard to explain. Like it was so perfect. I like I was just drilling shots over and over and over again. And to where my buddy Jason was like, don't let Joe, he's like, don't let Rupe have the ball. Just don't let him have it. We were running up and down the court. It didn't matter where I shot from. And it was like, this is the best feeling in the world. 
But at the same time, it's the most humbling. Yeah, you're right, because you're not, it's like you're not in control anymore or something. It's like something else is taking over. You're surfing. You're surfing in your own vessel, really. It's like the best way to put it. Yeah, that's what they're saying in the chat room when the brain shuts off and the body takes over. Yeah, that could be it. Or maybe I was like, we're all, we all are disconnected. You know, people talk about past lives all the time where I was Prince, you know, Alibaba in a past life. I think we're all connected, so we all kind of like tap into everybody at some point in time, even Crowley. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's a big thing, and I think that's why the mainstream media, even though they know so many people don't buy the nonsense anymore, it doesn't matter because all they need is 51%. All they need is 51% of that collective, and they control, they control the narrative. They control the, the pulse. But that that's the, becomes the predominant view once 51% of the collective purchases that reality. Well, I got to say today, does that make was, sense? it does make sense. But today was one of those days where at the end of it, I was in a good mood until at the end of it, you know, someone showed me an article where the medical journals were, you know, doing political things. Like when did medical journals start caring and, oh, and attacking science. presidents? You know, I like, saw that, dude. I that's just, insane. There was some medical journals. Science says orange man bad. <laughs> That's basically what it said. Oh, my God. Like medical journals are for just research and facts. That's it. Yeah, I saw it. A medical journal said Orange Man Bad. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and so I was thinking, I shouldn't get mad about this just because this person's upset. I should just let them be upset. But the more they were so right, the more I thought about it, it's like, man, we, we are slipping bad. It's not just... Uh, the po- the politics is running, you know, people's politics and spirit. It's running everything. Like there is nothing left for us to depend on anymore. We know we can't depend on the government. We can't depend on the medical system now because, you know, look what they're doing. And the scientists are doing it too. There's just, there's no one left to depend on. And so. No one. Yeah. And so. I think they know in a way that the gig is up. Like we see them for what's really going on. So now we're all in this separation thing and they're going to draw this COVID thing out forever. Meanwhile, the feds like, Oh, we might have to, you know, let's stop printing the cash. Let's launch all these satellites. I've said this a million times, but it's just way too obvious. Let's just build a grid around the planet earth Pentagon. And, um, let's roll out this 5g thing and make sure we get these smart cities in. Well, let's just start collecting data, and then let's get this vaccine out that goes underneath your skin that uh, messes with your uh, your genetics. It's like I'm in a I'm in the twilight zone, and we have a a presidential presidency that Joe Biden and Donald Trump are running against each other, like. I, I, I really think, like, after Kennedy got shot, we slipped into another dimension and just started slowly falling into a pit, I think, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm rambling. Help me here. No, no, you're good, man. I was just listening to what you're saying, kind of processing it. Um, I, I, you want to get into the election? I mean, that's, that's you're <laughs> right. It's, it's, 
it's, it's, it's, it's, you know, I think you just, it's just, it's exhausting at this point, isn't it? Yeah. There's nothing I can do. Like you, if I tell people that I'm not going to vote, they're going to go crazy. If I tell people who, okay, well, I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. I don't really have a choice. They're going to go hey, crazy. Joe, I'm not going to vote. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you're going to piss somebody off regardless. And is your yeah, vote really going to count? I don't know. It seems like right now they're prepping us for something really uh, effed up. You know, it's it's kind of frightening in a way. Um, not that I try to invest too much energy into the fear, but it is. I mean, it's hard not to think about at this point. It is, um, and that's kind of what they want. It kind of seems like this is all one big psyop. It took our all our pressure valves away. They're still kind of trying to prevent us from gathering to to, to a degree, bars, churches, things of that nature, um, and now they're trying to, you know, slowly condition us. You hear Hillary saying, don't concede the election no matter what, don't concede, which is basically saying Biden's going to say he's going to win. That's really what they're saying. You know, if you really read between the lines, what they're saying is Biden's going to claim victory. That's what they're saying. And Trump's already saying he's not going to accept the result. I mean, is he not? I mean, that's that's what he's saying, right? Yeah, he's like, it doesn't matter. If I he's lose, already saying that. yeah. He's like, if I lose, it was cheating. If I win, then we're and okay. Now, this isn't me. But this isn't me being orange man, bad, whatever. He's really saying unsolicited ballots. You know, I'm not committing to leave peacefully. Well, he didn't say that, but he was asked that, and he didn't answer. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to twist it. I'm trying to c- come at it objectively here. It just seems like we are being prepped. And I'm not. I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not. I'm not. I don't hate Trump either. I find him very funny. I, I've laughed very hard at some things he says. But at the same time, I think a lot of the things he said were handed to him on a piece of paper from Cambridge Analytica, you know, build the wall, lock her up. He, he, they were at his wedding, you know, the Quins were at his wedding or whatever, you know, it, it, it doesn't, I, I feel like there are, it's one big club and we're not in it as George Carlin used to say, you know, oh, you know yeah. George, Trump was on NBC, which is, which is ironically owned by Comcast, which is what China, you see that, you know, China owns so much of all this now. And Trump's all anti-China, China virus, this and that. He worked for NBC for what, 20 years? 20 <laughs> years to work for NBC, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't get a job at NBC. Like you don't, you don't do, you don't do that. I don't care how good your ratings are, unless you're playing ball. First of all, it, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if all the hate is genuine, or there's two different factions, and one just happens to be a little less globalist than the other. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I know one thing that I can tell you for certain. I'm an East Coast kid. I grew up on the East Coast. I was born in New York. I grew up in Philly, outside Philly, in Philly, in New York City, outside New York City. Trump, you do not build real estate in New York City in the 80s, especially in the 90s, the 2000s or whatever, without dealing with the mob. Okay, so Trump is very connected to the mob. I can tell you that much. And yes, the mob still exists. I promise you that. So. Take that, do with it what you want. Wait, how can you promise us this, though? Are you, do you have relatives in the mob, Sal? The mob mafia doesn't exist, man. Or is there something you know that I don't, that you're not telling us? Oh, dude, I, I mean, I mean I, what, what, what do you want me to say to that question, man? But I, I mean, it's just a, a known <laughs> fact. Uh, if you're Italian and you grew up in, you know, the, these cities, it's a known fact that the mafia was ran construction during those times in New York. 
Well, I'll tell they you this ran too. The like, they ran the construction in, in Arkansas, I was a I was a, a journeyman in the painters' union, or the local union, and we would uh, paint the airplane hangars at the Air Force Base. And uh, I remember the guy that ran the whole union down there was from Jersey. And I'm like, it was so obvious at that point. He's just sitting in an office getting fat, telling people where to go work right, or not work. He would tell you, you know, like, make sure you don't get this job done too quick. That way you can get unemployment for this long. And I'm thinking, how did this guy end up in Arkansas? He talks like he's straight from the Sopranos. You know, he's the only guy in the whole union that's running this thing that is that way i mean it's too obvious it's i'm not trying to profile or anything man but it's it's too obvious right and and the las vegas casinos were actually i told everybody about this already we're supposed to be in hot springs arkansas now we live in a state that gambling is illegal but how do we have a dog track with a casino on top of it in hot springs where Al Capone and all these other guys tried to make the pink flamingo, but didn't because the churches ran them out. Like, yeah, the mob's real, but they're just, I think they're more laid back or more non-conspicuous as they used to be, so to speak. Why do I, I feel they, like... They, um, they went quote-unquote legit, and a lot of them started working together. Like, the, the latest news is in, and, you know, take this for what it's, what it's worth, but the, the things I hear lately are that the Russians and, and the Italians work together in the East Coast now. Hmm. You know something. You you probably got relatives in the mob or something, don't you? Dude, dude. I don't know where you would get that idea. You're profiling me because I'm in Salvatore, man. Nah. That's crazy talk. Nah, you would probably do. That's though. crazy talk. <laughs> I have relatives talk, in the mafia. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I'm not profiling you, bro. Like I have relatives That's in the mafia. Crazy talk. I don't. I don't. I don't know where you will get that idea. D- you're. You're. <laughs> you're starting to scare me with how hardcore you're denying radio, it. We're on the radio, man. We're on the radio. We're on the radio. Are we? Oh yeah, we are. Like I. But you have to understand. I've been doing this so long. I'm, I'm like almost like 700 episodes. Like I don't really care anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I'm just starting to make the rounds, man. <laughs> That's crazy talk. I would never say anything like that. But you know, I was. Thing uh, know, next thing you know, my legs are gonna be broken. Nah, you'll be fine, bro. But I got uh, <laughs> my. I'm re- I'm related to President Harding, and Harding has known ties to the mafia, and he's like my cousin. Like I think everybody's kind of related to the mafia, Sal. Not just you, you know. So it's okay. In some way, everybody's related to the mafia in this country. There's no doubt about it. You have to be. I mean, really? When you get down to it? Yeah. When you get down to it, what is organized crime and what is a conspiracy, right? What is more a conspiracy than a bunch of dudes sitting around a table trying to figure out how to sell you their product without getting sued for lying, but pushing it as far as they can without doing so? What's more a conspiracy than that? By definition, that is a conspiracy, right? Just advertising by nature is a conspiracy. Okay? The country's run by these people. And you shouldn't be right. afraid of the mafia. That's not what you should be scared of. It's the bankers, the, the man. Play, dude, the neighborhoods were so much safer under the mafia. Would they, did they have their issues? Yes, they, of course they did. They know they're still criminals, still gangsters. 
but they never touched the families. They never touched the women. There was never, you know, they, 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 they really would protect the neighborhoods, you know? Yeah. It was very, very much safe. Well, I don't know much about it because I'm from the South. We didn't have, we didn't have anything like that. You know, you are, you watch the Sopranos, right? No. Yeah. I've watched it a million times. I love that show. That's pretty accurate, man. That's pretty accurate. How I grew up. Like it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I'm not saying my dad, no, please don't, don't get the switch. Don't profile you or anything, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, please. That's not by any means what I'm saying. I'm saying that just growing up Italian, you know, in that neighbor, in that area of the East Coast, you know, I was more Philly than Jersey, but um, you know what they say, right? Half, half of New Jersey wants to be New York and the other half Listen, wants to be Philly. Let me tell you something. I come up here, I moved to upstate New York, right? Um, yeah, that's cool. And it's not New York City, but the people that I've met, like the, the let's say like this person that I'm talking right to, his anyway. mother is totally New Yorkish, right? And you know what? I would take talking to her or some of these folks over some of the people back home because they say what's on their mind. They say how they feel and they ain't quiet about it, you know? And to me, you're right. You're absolutely right. And there's an adjustment, man. When I came out to Colorado, a lot of people did not really understand sarcasm. I actually <laughs> dated a woman from Italy who Italian was her first language. I mean, she spoke, you wouldn't even know that that she spoke perfect English, but she did not understand sarcasm. Like a lot of them, it's a very East coast thing. Like we, yeah, we, you hear us talk to our family members, and people are like, "Dude, you talk to your dad that way?" <laughs> yeah, like, man, right. it's, it's it's a cultural thing, you know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, we're very emotional people. We just we we bust each other's balls. Well, I'm allowed to breaking say that? balls. Sorry. I'm just breaking balls. <laughs> yeah, you get the gobble cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's funny too because I remember as soon as I started coming into the state, I hit. A, I think I hit like Canadaigua or something up here, and with near the Finger Lakes, and it looked like a Sopranos scene. And I started singing that Sopranos song in my head, and I couldn't get it out of my head because it all looks like that up here until you get to the farmlands and stuff. But here, honestly, I thought I was going to get here, and everyone was going to just be mean and ruthless and not talk to me. But that's not been the case at all. A matter of fact, most of the people that have more of a New York accent are going to tell you what's up. They'll say hi to you out here in the country part, they will, and they'll tell you what's up. That's great to me. Back home, everybody's really nice, but sometimes you run into these people that are just too nice, and they're so fake, it's annoying. It kind of makes you uncomfortable like you were talking about earlier because you know they can't be that damn happy all the time, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, I do know, very much so. It's a problem, separate problem these days. Um, that's a big way of how they're getting us, right? Um, yeah. They're happy all the time, chasing happiness, and really, they've, they've figured out how to do it through actual chemical manipulation, right? Because they're messing with our dopamine and our serotonin. Yeah, that's no doubt about that. I just don't yeah, trust... it's become chemical. I don't trust people that everybody likes or that's happy all the time like normal people make me feel comfortable i guess um, normal people that can say what's on their mind that can be a little sarcastic make me feel really comfortable and then those people on top of a little dark humor i can really kick it with you know and that's kind of weird isn't it 
Because people, there's a lot of people that look at me like I'm this nice, sweet Southern boy. But I'm telling you, sometimes I ain't so nice. I really ain't. You probably know that, though, by now. You already think I profiled yeah. you, so maybe I did. No, nah, man, you, ain't, you don't take that seriously, man. Maybe I did. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, if you're gonna dish it, you gotta take it, you know? That's how, that's how it is. Yeah. Well, listen, man, thanks for coming on the show. It was good having you. I don't know if we really talked about anything like super cool, but it's cool to talk to somebody that listens to the show that is involved with this stuff. Hey, by the way, Night Stalker's asking about your comic book YouTube channel. He's a big comic book guy. Can you tell tell him about that? Because I don't know. I yeah, just of found course. it today. Uh, of course I can. Absolutely. Uh, back in the day, I used to, uh, I still do to a degree. I mean, I was a big collector and seller of collectible comic books. I still have a collection. It's pretty valuable that I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, I actually got in a bad car accident and lost a bunch, which was terrible. I rolled over my Jeep into the snow and they all got wet. It was like thousands of dollars worth of collectible comics. It was oh, like heartbreaking. Man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I had a, I had a channel. I work I, I worked for a website, and I kind of just did some speculative um, what books would be picked up for TV shows, things of that nature, and jump in value. Um, but you know, at, at heart, and this was all until, to be honest with you, uh, progressively after Disney bought Marvel, I kind of got depressed and, and with the hobby because they just started just draining just ring me every cent out of everything, printing 72, literally 72 different covers for one issue. You know, so people feel like you need to get this, oh, this artist did this one, but this artist, so you feel like you got to get seven copies of, of the, but that, that, that's, that's, them, that's them laughing at us and calling us profane. That's what I, that comic books have infiltrated I found a video that's called Sal's Minute of Mediocrity. <laughs> While no one. Yeah, that would be me. That's it's hilarious. Where you're in the comic book store? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put that in the chat room. Yeah, I've done all sorts of other things like that. <laughs> Throughout my time. Yeah, cool. Well, we got to roll out of here, man. We'll do this again. Next time we'll we'll plan it better. It's just cool to talk. Sometimes I just want oh, to man, talk yeah. about stuff. Yeah, I had a blast, Joe. I'm, I'm really happy you had me on, and I'm sorry about last time, and uh, I would love to come on again, man. Great guy, Joe. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, brother. Thanks Anytime, we'll do it again. And you guys, uh, I guess nobody wanted tickets tonight. We'll still keep giving away. Uh, I probably didn't push it enough, but usually, now look, somebody's calling. Don't call now. I got to get out of here. I mean, they probably just want tickets at the last minute. That's not right. Come on, y'all. Play a little bit. But, yeah, uh, this show was, uh, oh, I mean, don't copy the show without written permission. Musicals by Chronox and Steezy Stevie. Uh, make sure that you go to thefringefest.com and sign up. The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable is coming up next. We'll see you guys tomorrow night with Kristen Payne-Tyler. Good night. Mm-hmm.